0: Welcome
1: to Damn Good Movie Memories, with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring workday.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the master showman, that's me, Batuta Rivaldo, and by special permission of the management, is presenting to you D1, and only Pinocchio.
3: I got
4: When Walt Disney gave you his first full-length feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs became a nation's friends. You made Dopey the star of his day, and Hi Ho, your favorite song. Now Walt Disney brings you his first and only full-length feature since Snow White. Which one of this grand new group of characters will be your favorite? Will it be mischievous little Pinocchio himself? Will it be Geppetto, the kindly old woodcarver? Will it be fluttery, frivolous Cleo, the goldfish? Or will it be roly-poly Figaro? Might be those wily crooks, Jay Worthington foul fellow, and Raggle-Taggle Gideon. Or perhaps Stromboli, the gypsy-like puppet master. Will it be the villainous coachman? Will it be Lampwick, the tough little boy your folks never wanted you to play with? Or will it be Monstro the Whale, the biggest, noisiest character ever to come to the screen? Or will it be Jiminy Cricket, the only conscience with a sense of humor?
1: And always let your conscience be your guide. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're gonna cover the movie Pinocchio from nineteen forty. The studio was originally RKO Pictures, but it was under Walt Disney Productions. The release date was February twenty-third, nineteen forty, with a running time of eighty-eight minutes. Not sure about the budget. And I'm not really sure about the box office because Disney numbers are weird because of all the re-releases. I don't have the exact numbers for the original release. However, Pinocchio was definitely in the top five of top grossing films of 1940, though initially it did poorly internationally due to World War II and the lack of importing films. Also, it wasn't the initial hit like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was, and it cost more to make. Leonard Malden from his excellent classic movie guide gives the film four out of four stars. His quick little synopsis is Walt Disney's brilliant, timeless animated cartoon feature based on the Kalati story about an inquisitive, tail-spinning wooden puppet who wants more than anything else to become a real boy. Technically dazzling, emotionally rich, with unforgettable characters and some of the scariest scenes ever put on film, like Lamplick's transformation into a jackass or the chase with Monster of the Whale. A joy no matter how many times you see it. Songs include the Oscar winning When You Wish Upon a Star. Rotten Tomatoes gives the film 100% fresh from 52 reviews. Their critics' consensus is ambitious, adventurous, and sometimes frightening. Pinocchio arguably represents the pinnacle of Disney's collected works. It's beautifully crafted and emotionally resonant. So I like we saw Pinocchio when it was re-released to theaters in 1984. I loved the movie then and I still enjoy it today. And my family eagerly bought the movie on VHS when it was released in the late 80s. And interestingly enough, it's one of the longer early Disney animated films at 88 minutes in length. So the nice thing about this podcast is that it allows me to peruse my vast library of movies and remember fondly the, the memories and, and variety of things throughout my life. For example, I used to have a stuffed Jiminy Cricket toy as a kid, which I hadn't thought about in years until this podcast. Alright, let's get into the making of the film. So, the enormous success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs led to Walt Disney to believe he'd go bigger and better for his next film. And he used all of the profits from Snow White to build Disney Studios. This included purchasing and developing all state-of-the-art technology for the time, including cameras to give different dimensions to the film. The reason why early animation resonated with people, and still does today, is that it was all hand-drawn. It wasn't a cold and sterile computer-generated graphic. They would film real people doing all sorts of action sequences, and then the artists would draw their characters based on these guide films. The animation in Pinocchio is groundbreaking and still looks amazing today. The genius of Walt Disney, besides his obvious terrific ideas when it came to his films, was a judge of talent and knowing where to place people to get the best out of their ability. He was like a coach who could put the movie-making puzzle together by figuring out where each part went. This started by placing the correct people in the correct positions so they not only succeeded for their own career, but ultimately for the good of the film. For example, one animator might be best suited for drawing the marionette version of Pinocchio, while another animator would be perfect for drawing Pinocchio when he's alive. Or another artist would be in charge of drawing Pinocchio when he's smoking or telling a lie. Walt knew how to move these pieces to fit perfectly. Interestingly enough, the second movie after Snow White was supposed to be Bambi, but Walt and the artists weren't sure how to get it right at that point in time, so Pinocchio was bumped up because it seemed more realistic to accomplish. The original stories of Pinocchio were written almost like serials or vignettes published in Italy. Basically, it was a fun way for kids to learn about the facts of life through storytelling. They would subliminally learn right and wrong without even overtly realizing it. However, these original tales were incredibly dark, far too dark for a Disney film. The character Pinocchio was actually unlikable, so Disney had to make him sympathetic. That was the genius of Disney. Even though the character was a puppet, Walt wanted him to look softer and less puppet-like. And you don't even realize he's a puppet unless they reference him as one. So the Jiminy Cricket character was all Walt Disney's idea to expand his character. Because in the actual original story, he only appears once and Pinocchio actually kills him by throwing a hammer at him because he's annoyed by his advice. And then the cricket returns as a ghost. That's some dark shit. (laughs) But Walt saw the cricket character as a way to bring warmth to the story. And it's true. He's the heart of this story. He's a sidekick and one of the most memorable and enduring parts of the film. He's the comic relief, much like Figaro and Cleo. And honestly, we only know Jiminy is a cricket because we are told he is one. Because he looks nothing like a real cricket, but that's, again, the brilliance of Walt Disney. During the production of Pinocchio, it was during the middle of World War II, though the U.S. hadn't entered the war yet. However, Disney Studios were tasked with making military cartoons as recruiting techniques, which brought in revenue, because they burned through their Snow White profits with the new studio and the making of Pinocchio. So many of the scenes were storyboarded that were never used, but this was all by design as they had a choice of the absolute best ideas to ultimately make the film. At one point, there were almost 80 artists working on this film, all trying to pitch their ideas. This type of competition really brought out the best in everyone. However, it also led to far too many ideas to ever put in one film, making it difficult on Walt to know when to cut off the spigot of ideas. Essentially, if the idea didn't lead to the forward progression of the plot, or the character development, the scene had to be cut. The reason why early Disney films were so terrific is they weren't long, but they were always action-packed, and not a second was wasted. Originally, adults auditioned to voice Pinocchio, but Walt didn't think it worked, and that's why Dickie Jones ended up as the voice of Pinocchio. He sounded like a real boy because he indeed was a child. He was also in the movie Mr. Smith Goes to Washington with James Stewart. Christian Rubb, who voiced Geppetto, was also the physical model that the animators used to draw him as well. And Mel Blanc actually recorded dialogue for Gideon the Cat, and then Walt decided to make the character mute. So the only time Mel Blanc ever worked for Disney, it was cut out. All right, so let's get into the film. So while it's easy to forget now, animated films were often the rare times moviegoers saw films in color. This was also a ploy used by non-animated film studios to claim that the viewers could have their vision impaired if they watched color films for too long in one sitting. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the while, they're playing cigarette ads at any chance they get. So, so much for truth in advertising. The film opens with one of the most famous songs for any Disney film, which says a lot, and that is When You Wish Upon a Star. For my younger listeners, it was the Let It Go of of its era. (laughs) We then see the equally iconic figure of Jiminy Cricket, who is singing the song. Jiminy is a narrator of sorts for this film.
4: Like a boat out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you
5: through One you wish upon a star
4: Your dream
6: I'll bet a lot of you folks don't believe that, about a wish coming true, do you? Well, I didn't either. Of course, I'm just a cricket singing away from hearth to hearth, but let me tell you what made me change my mind.
1: Jiminy explains how he ended up in a tiny Italian town and into a wood shop owned by a toy maker named Geppetto. In blunt terms, Jiminy was a hobo or a drifter who squatted in someone's home without being invited. But hey, he's a cute little cricket with a story, so ignore that. Jiminy watches Geppetto finishing uh, the painting of a marionette boy, which he'll of course later name Pinocchio. Geppetto is a lonely man who wishes he had a child of his own, but at least he has a companion in his cat, Figaro, along with his pet goldfish, Cleo. Neither Figaro or Cleo like the name of Pinocchio, but that doesn't faze Geppetto, as he celebrates with his new toy by dancing around the wood shop with him and Figaro. Though Figaro isn't too thrilled with his new toy, as I said. It's funny watching the different types of clocks and toys that were created by hand. Today, in the era of everything being digital, the charm of hand-carved toys is totally lost, and it's a shame because the soul of something handmade is totally lost now. And speaking of different eras, Geppetto put himself to sleep by smoking a pipe while in bed. (laughs) Imagine a kids' movie with smoking nowadays. I mean, Twitter might lose his mind and blow up the internet. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. Can we boycott any article? And I use that term article loosely. That involves one written paragraph, and then the remainder of the so-called article is a list of nine tweets. That doesn't mean anyone in the real world cares about this so-called trend. Complete garbage journalism. All right, ran over. Anyway, we go back to something equally as realistic as the so-called Twitter explosion. Pinocchio, Geppetto, wishes on a star, just like the song, that he could have a real son. In the meantime, Jiminy Cricket can't sleep because hundreds of clocks are ticking in unison. Not to mention the snoring of Geppetto. But before he can really sleep, he's awakened by... Well, you can just listen for yourself.
7: given so much happiness to others, you deserve to have your wish come true. Little puppet made of pine, wake. The gift of life is thine. tonight, Geppetto wished for a real boy. Am I a real boy? No, Pinocchio. To make Geppetto's wish come true will be entirely up to you. Up to me? Prove yourself brave, truthful and unselfish and someday you will be a real boy. A real boy! That won't be easy. You must learn to choose between right and wrong.
0: Right and wrong? Well, how will I know?
7: How will I know? Your conscience will tell you. What are
0: conscience? What are conscience? I'll tell you.
6: A conscience is that still, small voice that people won't listen to.
7: That's just the trouble with the world today. Uh Are
6: you my conscience? Who,
7: me? (laughs) Would you like to be Pinocchio's conscience? Well,
6: uh, I...
7: uh, uh, uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Very well. What is your name?
6: Uh, Oh, uh,
7: Cricket's the name. Jiminy Cricket. Kneel, Mr. Cricket.
6: Huh? No tricks now.
7: I dub you Pinocchio's conscience. Lord High Keeper of the knowledge of right and wrong. Counselor in moments of temptation. And guide along the straight and narrow path. Arise, Sir Jiminy Cricket. Well, My my.
6: Say, that's pretty swell. Gee. Thanks. But, uh, don't it get a badge or something?
7: Well, we'll see. You mean maybe it will? I shouldn't wonder. Make it a gold one? Maybe. Now remember, Pinocchio, be a good boy. And always let your conscience be your guide. Goodbye, my lady.
6: Goodbye. Not bad, says I. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Almost forgot about you. Well, Pinocchio, maybe you and I had better have a little heart-to-heart talk. Why? Well, you want to be a real boy, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. All right. Sit down, son. Now, you see, the world is full of temptations. Temptations? Yep, temptations. They're the wrong things that seem right at the time. But, uh... Even though the right things may seem wrong sometimes, uh, sometimes the the wrong things uh, may be right at the wrong time, or uh vice versa. <clears throat> Understand? Uh-uh.
3: But I'm gonna do right.
6: At a boy, Pinocchio, and I'm gonna help you. And anytime you need me, you know, just whistle. Like this. Like this? No, no, try it again,
8: Pinocchio. Like this?
6: (sighs) No, son. Now listen. (whistles) That's it. Come on now. Let's sing it. When you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. When you meet temptation and the urge is very strong, give a little whistle, give
5: a little whistle.
1: One of the genius parts about Walt Disney and his writers was the uncanny ability to create super catchy songs that stuck with movie fans. Since you couldn't watch films on TV, the next best thing to experiencing a film over and over was the soundtrack on record. You could almost rewatch the film in your mind through these songs. And to this day, Disney films are really the only films left to create new songs specifically for a film. And it's a lost art. Anyway, Geppetto discovers that Pinocchio is alive and he's ecstatic that his wish came true. The next day, essentially a day after Pinocchio has come alive, he's off to school. I mean, he doesn't even get a chance to enjoy his new world yet and they're pushing him into school. And oh yeah, none of that registering your kid for class. You know, take your weird black vest and walk to this place with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, maybe there's a good reason that Geppetto didn't have children to begin with. (laughs) All right, no surprise, Pinocchio never makes it to school since he runs into the local hoodlums. Honest John Worthington foul fellow and his silent sidekick, Giddy Gideon the Cat. What a great job of parenting by Geppetto. Basically, Honest John wants to sell Pinocchio to a guy named Stromboli who runs a puppet show.
0: If we play our cards right, we'll be on easy street. Or oh, my name is Honest John. Quick, we let him off. On. No, no, stupid! Don't be crude. Let me handle this. Here he comes. Ah, yes, Kitty. As I was saying to the Duchess only yesterday. Oh, oh, how clumsy of me! Oh, my, 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 my! Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, I do hope you're not injured. I'm all right. Ah, splendid. Well, well, quite a scholar, I see. Look, Kitty, a man of letters. Here's your book. I'm going to school. School. Ah, yes. Then you haven't heard of the easy road to success. Uh Uh-uh. No? I'm speaking, my boy, of the theater. Here's a apple. Bright lights, music, applause, fame. Fame? yes and with that personality that profile that physique why he's a natural born actor hey can you? and i'm going straight to the top why i can see your name in lights lights six feet high uh what is your name pinocchio pinocchio p-i-n uh, uh, you owe the P.I. Oh, we're wasting precious time. Come on to the theater. I'm diddly dee. A night is life for me. A heist of a silver cane. A watch of gold with a diamond chain. I'm diddly dee. A night is life is
1: game. So, first life lesson. Don't talk to strangers and their mute friends. Jiminy Cricket is doing a terrible job initially since he overslept and he wasn't with Pinocchio when he left for school. Jiminy tries to steer Pinocchio to the correct path, but to no avail and Pinocchio goes off with Honest John to Stromboli's puppet show. And before you know it, he's a sensation playing the puppet with no strings.
6: Do you listen to your conscience.
2: Now, she's a panther of a gagger and a consequent of the bundle of a year. You kid. You look at the bundle of a gagger. I got
8: no strings to hold me down, to make me fret or make me frown. I hit strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings I told you, they got strings, but you can
1: see there are no strings on me. I think Chuck Berry may have stolen his duck walk from Pinocchio. This is before Marvin Berry stole it from Marty McFly, but I digress. The thing about early Disney films is how dark the stories were if you really think about it. Essentially, Pinocchio was kidnapped and put into slave labor for Stromboli. I tell you, kids were definitely tougher back in the day. Could you imagine this plot flying now? I mean, we'd need safe zones in the theater for the trauma this film would cause the kids.
2: I eat the best and I drink champagne. I got those on me. ha! <laughs> Bravo, Pinocchio!
8: They like me! Mm,
2: 200! You are sensational!
8: You mean I'm good?
2: Ah, 300! You are (laughs) colossal!
8: Does that mean I'm an actor?
2: Sure, I will push you in the public's eye! Your face, she will be on everybody's tongue! Will she? Yeah, uh uh-huh. What's this? For you, my little Pinocchio.
8: For me? Gee, thanks! I'll run right home and tell my father!
2: Home? Yeah, oh,
8: sure,
2: going home to your father. Oh, 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 that is very comical.
8: You mean it's funny? Oh, sure, yes. I'll
2: be back in the morning. Be back in the morning. <laughs> going home. <laughs> 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 there. This will be your home, where I can find you always. Yes, 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 to me, you are belonging. We will tour the world, Paris, London, Monte Carlo, Constantinople.
5: No, no. Yes,
2: we start too late. You will make lots of money for me. And when you are growing too old, you will make good firewood!
5: <laughs> get out of here! I gotta get out! You can't get me!
2: Quiet! Shut up! Before I knock you silly! Good night, my little wooden gold mine.
1: Jiminy Cricket decides to pay Pinocchio a visit and discovers that he's locked up by Stromboli. So Jiminy is not doing a great job and Geppetto can't find his new kid either. The kid's doomed. So luckily for Pinocchio, there is one responsible adult looking out for him and that's the Blue Fairy. This is where we get arguably the most famous thing that most people remember about this tale. What happens when you tell a lie?
5: Hey, the star again, uh, the lady, uh, ooh,
6: the fairy.
5: Well, what does she say? What will I tell her?
6: Well, you might tell her the truth.
7: Hi, Pinocchio. Uh, uh, hello. Sir Jiminy. Well, uh, this is a pleasant surprise. Uh, Pinocchio,
0: why didn't you go to school? School? Well, I... Um, go ahead, tell her. I
7: was going to school, so I met somebody. Met somebody? Yeah, uh, two big monsters with big green eyes. Why, I... Monsters? Weren't you afraid? No, ma'am,
5: but they tied me in a big sack.
7: Don't say. And where was their Jiminy? He, who? Oh, Jiminy? Leave uh, me out of this. They put him in a little sack. No. Yeah. How did you escape?
5: I didn't. They caught me in a firewood. Oh, oh look! My nose!
7: What's happened? Perhaps you haven't been telling the truth, Pinocchio.
8: Perhaps. Oh, but I have. Every single word. Oh, please help me.
3: I'm awful sorry.
7: You see, Pinocchio, a lie keeps growing and growing until it's as plain as a nose on your face.
6: She's right, Pinocchio. You better come
5: clean.
7: I'll never lie again honest i won't please
6: your honor uh, uh i mean miss ferry give him another chance
7: for my sake will you oh. well, i'll forgive you this once but remember a boy who won't be good might just as well be made of wood
3: we'll be good won't we
7: very well but this is the last time i can help you
6: We're free! Come on, Pinocchio!
1: So, Pinocchio is free, for now, so let's find out what's going on with Honest John.
0: some gold with a diamond chain, identity day, an actor's life is gay, it's great to be a celebrity, an actor's life for me, <laughs> and the dummy fell for it, <laughs> hook, line and sinker, <laughs> and he still thinks we're his friends, <laughs> and it's stromboli pay, plenty. That shows you how low Honest John will (laughs) stoop. Hey, Giddy? Now, coachman? What's your proposition? Well, how would you blokes like to make some real money? Well... We have to... uh... No, no, nothing like that. You see? I'm collecting stupid little boys. Stupid little boys? You know, the disobedient ones. What play you give them school? Pleasure Island! Ah, oh, Pleasure Island! Pleasure Island! But the law! Suppose they. No, no, there's no risk. They never come back as boys! <laughs> now, I've got a coach low leaving at midnight. We we'll meet at the crossroads. No double-crossing. No, sir. Scout around. In any good prospects you find, bring him to me. Yes, chief. I'll pay you well. I got plenty of gold. Yes,
1: yes. Unfortunately, as cute as Jiminy Cricket is, he's just a terrible guide, and Pinocchio is swindled yet again by Honest John.
0: We must diagnose this case at once. <clears throat> Quick, doctor, your notebook. Bless my soul. Mmm. Mmm. Mm, my. Just as I thought. A slight touch of monetary complications with bucolic semilunar contraptions of the flying trapezes. Mm-hmm. Say hippopotamus. he ho I knew it! Compound transmission of the pandemonium with percussion and spasmodic frantic disintegration. Close your eyes. What do you see? Nothing. Open them. Now what do you see? Spots. Ha-ha! Now, that heart. Oh my goodness! A palpitating syncopation of the tilla dilla, with a wicky wicky stabbing of the boy joy. Quick, doctor, that report. Oh, this makes it perfectly clear. My boy, you are allergic.
7: Allergic?
0: Yes, and there is only one cure: a vacation on Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Yes, that happy land of carefree boys, where every day's a holiday. But I can't go. I... Why, of course you can go. I'm giving you my ticket. Here. Thanks, but I'm... Oh, tut tut, tut, tut I insist. Your health comes first. Come! The cults departs at midnight. Hi, did dee It's pleasure isle for me. Where every day is a holiday, and kids have nothing to
6: do but play. Pinocchio? Oh, Pinocchio? Now, where do you
5: Pinocchio suppose he's...
1: Huh? Pinocchio! Hey! Okay. On his way to Pleasure Island, which uh, sounds like a strip club. Again, kids were a lot more worldly back then. Uh, Pinocchio meets Lampwick, who is the prototypical bad influence kid. Pleasure Island is filled with childlike debauchery where kids can eat whatever they want, play games non-stop, and basically wreak havoc. It's really amusing to watch this film now because it's essentially a 90-minute PSA disguised as a kid's movie, like the dangers of smoking, drinking, and gambling. What do you suppose all the kids went to, Lampwick?
2: No, they're around here somewheres. What do you care? You're having a good time, ain't you?
8: Uh Uh-huh. I sure am. Oh, boy. This is a life. Pinocchio? Yeah. It sure is. Ah, you smoke like me grandmother. Come on.
3: Take a big drag. Like this. Okay, Lampy. Some fun, huh, kid? Okay, Slats. Your shot. What's
8: the matter, Slats? Losing your grip?
6: expect to be a real boy. Look at yourself. Smoke. Playing poo. Oh! You are coming right home with me this minute. Hey. Who's the beetle? i got to put me
3: down. I'll get out of here. Whoa. He's my conscience. He tells me what's right and wrong. What? You mean to tell me you take orders from a grasshopper? Grasshopper? Look here, you, you impudent young pup. It wouldn't hurt you to take orders from your grasshopper... Uh, uh, your conscience, if you have one. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Sure. Screwball in a corner
3: pocket.
6: <laughs> 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 why? Why? You young hoodlum? I'll, I'll knock your block off. <laughs> why I'll take you apart and put you back oh, together. hurting, Jiminy! He's my best friend. Why, I'll... Your best friend? And what am I? Just your conscience. Okay. That settles it. But Jiminy... You buttered your bread. Now sleep in it. (laughs) 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 Go on, laugh. Make a jackass out of yourself. I'm through. This
3: is the end. But Jiminy Lampwick says a guy only lives once. Lampwick. Hmm. Huh. Come on, come on. Let him go.
1: <laughs> so, Pleasure Island was originally called Boobyland, which furthers my hypothesis that Walt Disney invented the first strip club. Booby was supposed to mean silly back in the 1930s. There was a song written recorded called Three Cheers for Anything, which was going to be part of the Pleasure Island sequence, which covered all the trouble that the boys were going to get into. Originally, Pleasure Island wasn't all that sinister when it came to the bad influences, as it was mostly just junk food, and that was the so-called evil part of the place, but Walt actually pushed the writers to go further, which is eventually why the smoking, the drinking, and the destruction of property came into the picture. Basically, Everything you could never get away with when you were at home with your parents. So Jiminy decides to leave Pleasure Island, but then he discovers the real plan from the coachman, which is to take all the truants who have turned into jackasses and sell them as slave labor for the salt mines or circuses. Yep, early Disney movies were dark, alright. So light went up, you jackass! Yeah, a happy, happy Gilmore reference. Pinocchio finally sees the light when Lampwick turns into a donkey.
0: Conscience, nah, foolie. Where's he get that stuff? How do you ever expect to be a real boy? What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. (laughs) Hey, you laugh like a donkey. Did that come out of me? Oh. Huh? What the? What's going on? I've been double-crossed! Help! Help! Somebody help! I've been raped! Help! Please! You gotta help me! Be a pal! Call that beetle! Call anybody! (laughs)
5: Come <laughs> on.
1: One great thing I always say about older films is the use of score, and Disney films were always great about having a riveting score in the background. It's so subtle you don't even notice it most of the time, but it adds flavor to every film. In any case, Pinocchio escapes Pleasure Island and returns home to Geppetto, but discovers everyone is gone because they're looking for him. This leads to the famous scene where Geppetto, Figaro, and Cleo are swallowed by a whale named Monstro, and Pinocchio has to save them. Yeah, I spoiled it, but you haven't seen it yet? Come on. As you might guess, this is the anchor of the film, pun intended, as the underwater scenes are brilliant. Also, the ending is similar to Snow White in the sense that it's pretty dark before the inevitable happy ending. So while some of the message of Pinocchio can come off heavy-handed watching the film in modern eyes, it's still timeless in many ways, and the storytelling was just brilliant. Incredibly groundbreaking for film, and especially animation. Part of the reason Pinocchio resonates with its viewers today is that we all deal with temptation throughout our lives. It's an age-old tale that will never change. All right, a fun fact. Figaro the Cat was Walt Disney's favorite character. Disney pushed for the kitten to appear in in the film as much as possible. And so after the film, Disney swapped the pet of Minnie Mouse, which was a little cocker spaniel, with Figaro. All right, as they did with Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, The Great Jack Benny Show, In the early days, with parody films. And they did it with Snow White, and they also did it with Pinocchio. So I have an audio recording from March 31st, 1940, where we can listen to that. And I will be back next week for yet another random movie out of my DVD collection.
9: J E L L O. The Jell O program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with Playmates. What is the best way, ladies and gentlemen, to serve Jell-O? The answer is often. Because just one taste of this swell, colorful dessert and folks are sure to want it again real soon. Yes, Jell-O is a grand, exciting treat, a perfect joy to look at, and when it comes to taste, well, there's simply nothing finer. Jell-O adds a glamorous touch to any meal. Gay, sprightly colors, rich tantalizing flavor, all blended together in a bright, tangy dessert of enticing goodness. So tomorrow night, lend you delight to dinner with a clear, radiant mold of shimmering Jell-O in any one of Jell-O's six delicious flavors. The name Jell-O is a trademark, the property of General Foods. And when you buy, look for those big red letters on the box. That way, you can always be sure of getting the flavor that made Jell-O famous. Ladies and gentlemen, in the last two weeks, a new star has loomed over the dramatic horizon. A young man who is destined to become one of the first names in the American theater. So without further ado, we bring you the man who startled the world last Sunday with his amazing performance in June Moon, Jack Benny.
10: Thank you, Jalou. again This is Jack Benny talking And Don, thanks very much For that fascinating introduction When you use words like that You charm me I mean, I feel that I'm a cobra And you're a flute
5: <laughs>
10: A flute? Yes, Don A big, fat flute
5: LAUGHTER
10: But, uh, Don, you'll do me a great favor if you'll forget about the broadcast I did with Orson Wells last Sunday. Forget about it? Why, Jack, I thought you gave a splendid performance in June Moon. It isn't that, Don, but the trouble I had with Orson before we got into it. I wouldn't go through that again for a million dollars.
8: Oh, Jack, I never saw a guy like you. You have trouble with everybody.
10: Now, wait a minute, Mary. I never had a fight with anybody in my life.
8: Not with your fists, no. I'm
10: <laughs> not talking about that. But you know very well that Orson promised me a serious, dramatic play when I went over on his show last week. And instead of that, he gave me June Moon. What does he think I am, a comedian?
9: (laughs) My goodness. But Jack, I heard the broadcast, and I thought you did an excellent job. Why, you were really superb. Marvelous. I was?
8: There goes the flute again.
10: (laughs) Don, I'm not arguing about my performance, but I was supposed to be a young songwriter from Schenectady. It's hard to say. A young songwriter from Schenectady.
9: But that's not me Well, maybe I'm wrong, Jack But I thought June Moon was right up your alley And the girl that played opposite you was grand Yeah, she was a cute kid Not bad looking, either You know, Jack, this may be just a silly notion But listening to it over the air I got the feeling that she wasn't acting at all She really sounded like she was in love with you Well,
10: let's not go into that, <laughs> But But it's, it's amazing how you sensed what actually happened Yes, sir.
8: I'm going to take that flute and hit you right over the head with it.
10: (laughs) Oh, stop. Mary, Don isn't flattering me at all. As a matter of fact, I've been taking that young lady out all week. We've been making the late spots every night. Well, Jack, what happened to your old girl, the one that worked in the restaurant? Oh, you mean Gladys Sabisco? Oh, we split up. It was one of those lovers quarrels.
8: Yeah, she charged Dad for a second cup of coffee and he took his ring back.
10: Wasn't that at all. She charged me a nickel for a hunk of cheese on my apple pie. You'd think your wife-to-be could give it to you. But I'm just as happy. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. Did you get the telegram I sent you about your swell performance last week? Uh, yes, I did, Dennis. It was very thoughtful of you, but we, uh, we were discussing that a little while ago, and I don't think the June Moon was heavy enough for me. Gee, it sounded very heavy to me. What I mean, Dennis, is that I'm trying to get into the dramatic branch of show business. I want to become a real actor. Well, if you ask me, Jackson, I think you're a little bit off the beam. You're going completely haywire. Hark, can that be the voice of the no-cover-charge philosopher?
5: LAUGHTER <laughs>
10: What's that, Phil? Well, I'd like to know why you want to be a dramatic actor, that's all Because I want to return to the theater I'm going back on the stage Back on the stage? What for? Because radio can't last (laughs) Haven't you read in the papers about those (laughs) sunspots? I'm getting out before it's too
9: late You know, it may even be the end of the world Why, Jack, that's ridiculous You can't believe that the world is coming to an end
8: He can't, eh? He's been building an ark all week (laughs)
9: You guys can laugh, but
10: don't say I didn't warn you What's this all about, Mr. Benny? Well, Dennis, those sunspots started last Sunday You see, all over the world, radio, telegraph, and telephone communications were suddenly and without warning paralyzed It was a terrible thing I'll bet Orson Welles had something to do with that (laughs) Well, say, maybe he... Oh, it couldn't have been Orson I was with him all day Although, come to think of it, it was just about a year ago that he pulled that other stunt. No, it couldn't have been, Orson. No, he wouldn't dare monkey around with the sun. No, 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 not him. Oh, Mr. Benny. Yes, please. I mean, what is it? What is it? Speaking of Mr. Wells, I saw him last Sunday around half past 12 and he had the funniest look in his eyes. He did? Say, I wonder if he could have... Uh... Mary, get me Orson Wells on the phone. I want to have a little talk with him. Okay. You know, fellas, you can never tell about a guy like that.
8: Hello, will you get Orson Wells, please? Mr. Benny wants to speak to him.
10: I'll get the lowdown on this, all right. You know, I had a hunch that he might Hello, have...
8: Mr. Welles? Now listen, buddy, come clean. We got the goods on you, and you might as well confess. Mary, give me the
10: phone. <laughs> you got to be subtle about this. Uh, <clears throat> hello, Orson, this is Jack Benny Oh, nothing, just thought I'd call you Uh, by the way, Orson, uh, what do you hear from the sun? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> you devil He's making off, he doesn't know what I'm talking about, fellas Now look, Orson, where were you between the hours of 12 and 1 last Sunday? What am I driving at? Look, Orson, cut out that baloney. You started those sunspots last week, and you know it. Yes, sunspots. But... But... Now, wait a minute, Orson. Oh, I am, eh? Oh, I am, eh? Oh, I am, eh? When he gets the louse hang up. He passed that. <laughs> Now, Orson, I just thought that maybe you... Now, hold on, Orson. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute, Orson. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will not... Now, hold on! (laughs) Well, if that's the way you feel about it, it's all right with me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Still think he had something to do with it. He can't fool me with all that yelling and calling names. But I can't understand Orson not letting me in on it.
8: Play, Phil.
10: Yeah. Gee, you'd think that being together like we were, he'd have said something to me. I can't. <laughs> played by Phil Harris and his musical Troubadours. Uh, Troubadours meaning musicians that travel from place to place. So what are they waiting for? (laughs) And now, ladies and gentlemen... All right, Jackson, you just keep that up, and one of these days we will pack up and leave. Phil, even with my rheumatism, I'll be glad to wave goodbye to you. (laughs) And now, ladies and gentlemen, as we announced last week... For our feature attraction tonight, the Benny, how do they ever think of all those jokes players,
5: <laughs>
10: will present their version of Walt Disney's full length Technicolor production. That favorite of young and old, that immortal fairy tale, Pinocchio. <laughs> Thank you, Fudge
5: Cake.
10: <laughs> now, in our version. In our version of this fairy tale, I will play that lovable little wooden doll, Pinocchio. At the beginning, I am nothing but a marionette. But as the story progresses, I become a real live boy with red blood in my veins.
8: Well, send out for some and let's get going.
10: (laughs) Never mind. Now, Mary Livingston, that funny girl, will play the part of little Mary Cricket, who lives next door to Pinocchio... You see, folks, I'm changing the story here and there. Hey, Jackson, why don't you leave the play the way it was? Walt Disney did a marvelous job. Because I'm trying to improve it, Phil. You know, fix it up.
8: You're the kind of a guy that would draw a mustache on the Mona Lisa.
10: (laughs) I would not. Anybody that would put a mustache on him ought to be shot. (laughs) It's not a him, it's a lady. Now, Phil, getting back to our play, you're gonna be a vaudeville agent. You're the villain who tries to lead me astray. And Dennis, you're going to be Phil's partner in business and crime Oh, boy, at last I'm a heel That's right And Don Yes, Jack? There's a very important part left for you Monstro the whale Whale? that doesn't seem to be so important Oh, but it is, Don You see, the whole third act takes place in your tummy (laughs) Well, so much for our casting And now, folks Wait
8: a minute, Jack Who's going to play the part of the old toy maker? You know, the man that builds you
10: Oh, yes, I nearly forgot the Toymaker, ladies and gentlemen, will be played by Mr. Spencer Tracy.
8: Spencer Tracy?
10: Are you here, Spencer? Right here, my boy. I'm all ready.
8: I thought it wasn't the movie star. What did you say, Mary? I thought it wasn't the movie star.
10: Well, Mary, of course not. You don't think I could get the real Spencer Tracy to come up here for
8: $8? You could try.
10: Don't think I didn't.
5: <laughs>
10: and now, ladies and gentlemen... In a few moments, we will take you away to the land of make-believe and give you our interpretation of that delightful fantasy, Pinocchio. Dennis, set the scene, please.
5: When you wish upon a star makes no
10: difference Who you are Anything your heart desires Will come to
0: you If your heart is in your dream No request is
10: too
4: extreme When you wish upon a star As dreamer Faith
2: is kind,
5: she brings to those who love the sweet fulfillment of their secret laws.
4: Like a bowl out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you through.
5: When you wish upon a star, your dreams...
9: The scene, ladies and gentlemen, is the toy shop of old man Benny, located in a tiny little town in a land far, far away. A bright fire is burning on the hearth, and in one corner of the room, the old toy maker is busy putting the finishing touches on a beautiful new doll. That's me, folks. It is evening, and the silence is broken only by the tick-tock of many musical clocks. Listen. Now
10: let me see. Oh, by golly, this leg still ain't right. Yeah, that's better. Oh, my, my, his ears are too big. I wonder if I should saw them off.
8: Hello, Mr. Benny. Well, hello,
10: Mary Cricket. What are you doing out so late?
8: I just thought I'd drop in and see you. How are you coming along with the new doll?
10: Oh, just fine. He's almost finished. What do you think of him?
8: He's got a lot of wrinkles for a doll.
10: (laughs) Hmm. A little crack in the wood, and she calls it a wrinkle. I think I look swell. Now, let's see. I got his cheeks painted and his eyebrows fixed. One more thing and I'm through.
8: What are you doing now, Mr. Benny?
10: I'm gluing his hair on.
8: (laughs) Gee, just like they do at Paramount.
10: (laughs) That's so. Yeah, he's all finished, Mary. My little wooden head. What should I name him?
8: How about Fifi?
10: That's a girl's name. Uh I know what I'll call him, Mary. Pinocchio.
8: Pinocchio? My
10: own little Pinocchio. Oh, boy. Pinocchio Benny.
9: Look, Mary, isn't he a beautiful doll? And he looks so real.
8: He sure does.
9: My, my. I wish he was alive and
10: could walk and talk. I wish she was my son, my own little boy. Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes?
3: I heard what you just said, and you've given so much happiness to others. I'm going to make your wish come true. I will give life to Pinocchio.
2: But how can you do
8: this? Who are you?
3: I am the Blue Fairy.
8: The Blue Fairy? She's the fattest fairy I ever saw. <laughs> I wish,
10: I wish Mary'd keep still. She'll gum up the works.
3: Pinocchio, I am going to touch you with my magic wand. Little puppet made of pine, awake! Oh the gift of life is thine.
10: Ouch. <laughs> Jello again, this is Pinocchio speaking. Mary, did you hear that? My little Pinocchio talks.
8: He's alive.
10: I'll say I am. And Miss Ferry, I sure want to thank you for doing this.
3: That's all right, kid.
10: Gee, I'm alive. I'm a human being.
3: Well, I gotta run along now. I must fly back to the
8: stars. Fly? She better have the wind with her.
10: Gosh, isn't this wonderful? I can breathe, and I can walk, and I can talk.
3: You can whistle, too. Whistle?
10: Whistle? What do I want to whistle for?
3: because when you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong give a little whistle who oh, me give a little whistle <laughs> when you meet temptation and the urge is very strong give a little
2: whistle toot toot give a little whistle not just a little squeak pucker up and blow
10: but if my whistle's weak tell don't don't
3: Take the straight and narrow path, and if you start to slide, Give a little
10: whistle.
3: Yes, kid. Give a little
10: whistle.
3: Try, kid. And
10: always let your conscience be your guide. I'm shouting to ya. And always let your conscience be your guide. To your be your guide.
9: <laughs> Scene two, the following morning. Pinocchio Benny is on his way to school, accompanied by Little Mary Cricket. Gee, Mary Cricket, I'm so thrilled going to school
10: and meeting all the little boys and girls. Tell me, what, what other children go to school besides us?
8: Well, there's Betty Davis, Robert Donat, Barbara Stanwyck, Clark Gable, Greta Garbo, and Paul Muni.
10: Oh, boy. Am I going to be in their class?
8: Never. <laughs>
10: you don't have to be so positive about it.
8: But, Pinocchio, there's one little boy you want to stay away from. Freddie Allen, the school bully.
10: Freddie Allen?
8: Yes, he was so bad that one day the Blue Fairy changed him into a jackass.
10: A jackass? Gee, could you notice any difference? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I won't be scared of him. Oh, look, Mary Cricket, who are those two men coming towards us?
8: That's Harris and Day, a couple of vaudeville agents. You stay away from them, Pinocchio. Why? They're always trying to take little boys away from school and put them on the stage so they can make money out of them.
10: Oh, well, I can take care of myself. Well, well, well. Look at here, day, a new little boy in town.
8: Well, well, well.
5: <laughs>
10: Where are you going, Fifi? We picked a different name. It's Pinocchio. <laughs> I'm on my way to school. Go! Now look here, Bob. You're a chump to go to school. Come along with me and I'll put you in vaudeville. Vaudeville? What's that?
8: He asked what it is and he helped kill it.
10: <laughs> I did not. What's vaudeville, mister? The theater, the stage. Be a comedian and make easy money. No fool. Why, sure. Let's give him a sample of it, partner. Okay. Now get this gag, bub. You know, Day, my girl walked 35 miles last night
0: For goodness sake I'll say it was Ha ha, ha. Wow, another Lulu
5: <laughs> <laughs>
10: Gee, mister If I went on the stage, could I tell funny jokes like that?
8: Just about <laughs>
10: Oh, boy I don't want to go to school I want to go into vaudeville
8: But, Pinocchio, remember what the Blue Fairy told you? Take the straight and narrow path.
10: I don't care, Mary Cricket. I want to go on the stage. I want to be an actor. Hi, diddly-dee, an actor's life for me. I'll promenade with a big cigar and drive around in my Maxwell car.
8: Hi! diddly do an actor's life for you you'll tell those jokes and you'll surely flop you'll lay those eggs and you'll sweep them up you'll have the audience yelling stop
10: an actor's life for you
8: hi diddly dim an actor's life for him
10: he'll get a job and he'll be a hit but don't quote me i'm an idiot hi diddly do good old Pinocchio He'll tell those gags and he'll make them roll. And if he flops, then upon my soul, I'll get him a
9: job at the Wiltshire Bowl. And that's the time for me. Hi, diddly-do, why don't you buy Jell-O? It is so tempting and so delish, and how it quivers upon the dish. Hi, diddly-do,
10: Jell-O, 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 It's economic, so easy to make, this sliced bananas it takes to cake. Believe us folks that it's not a
9: fake. jell jello, Jell-O, 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 Jell-O,
5: Jell-O, jell
9: Scene three. So Pinocchio Benny went into vaudeville under the management of Harrison Day. And after flopping in Philadelphia, laying an egg in Evansville, and being tomatoed in Toledo. Hmm, I was not. Pinocchio decided there was no place like home. As we pick him up now, he is back in the toy shop where he discovers that his father is missing and the place is completely deserted. Who, 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 who? Where
10: can my father be? There's dust and cobwebs everywhere, way up on the ceiling and under the chair. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I wish the Blue Fairy was here.
3: (laughs) Hello, kid.
10: Why, it's the Blue Fairy.
3: What are you crying for, Pinocchio?
10: Because I ran away and went into Vortigo.
3: I know, I caught you in Kenosha. (laughs)
10: And when I came back just now, I found that my father has disappeared. I wish I knew where he was.
3: Pinocchio, I have sad news. Your father went looking all over the world for you, and his boat was swallowed by Donstro the whale.
10: Donstro the whale? Good heavens, is my father still alive?
3: Yes. So go, Pinocchio. Find him, and I will watch over you.
10: Gee, thanks. Goodbye, Blue Fairy.
3: So long, kid. Here I go. (laughs)
10: Why, why, Blue Fairy, what happened?
3: I couldn't make it.
10: (laughs) Oh, that's too bad.
9: Scene four. Pinocchio, Benny, and little Merry Cricket have left home in search of his father. They are now at the bottom of the ocean trying to find Donstro, the whale, That's me, folks. (laughs) So we now take you to the depths of the sea.
10: Gosh, it's wet down here.
8: Imagine, three days underwater.
10: Yeah, I wish I had some soap. I'd take a bath. (laughs)
8: Look,
10: Mary Cricket. Look at that school of fish there.
8: And they're all the colors of the rainbow.
10: Yeah. Now follow me, Mary. We must find Donstro the whale. Gee, I hope we meet him soon.
3: Sweet a Line. Whoopee! <laughs> What's that, Pinocchio?
10: A pickled herring. <laughs> and oh boy, is he marinated. Let's go this way, Mary. Oh, Mary, look! Look! Look at that big black shark coming towards us.
8: That's not a shark. That's a whale.
10: You're right. It's throw <laughs> He's got his mouth open. He's going to swallow us. I'm scared. Here he comes. Hold my hand, Mary. We're going in. <laughs> Gee, Mary. We're inside the whale.
8: Yeah, isn't it dark in here?
10: Turn on the switch. There it is by his third rib. <laughs>
8: Okay.
10: Now, stick close to me. Gee, what a big place. Gee, what a big place. Listen, Mary, there's an echo in here. Hello, echo. Hello, echo. I'm looking for my father. I'm looking for my father. Is he in here? I don't know. Hey, Eddie, is he in here? I don't know. Hey, Bill, is he in here? I don't know. Hey, Sam! Oh, never mind, I'll find out myself. Come, come on, Mary, follow me.
8: Oh, Pinocchio, look at that sign there. Where? Right there. It says, uh, "Don't be a slave. Use Burma shave."
10: My goodness, they've even got those signs in here. Gee, I wish I could find my father.
8: Wait a minute, Pinocchio, look. There's a man coming towards us. Oh yeah. And it looks like Pinocchio, my boy,
0: Pinocchio, father. Mary, it's my father Oh, Pinocchio,
10: at last I found you My own little boy Yes, Father And I will never run away again I forgive you, my boy Come, we will go home But, Father, we're inside of a whale How can we get out?
3: I'll help you, kid
10: Why, it's the blue fairy But I'm afraid, Miss Fairy How will we ever escape?
8: If she can get in, we can get out.
10: (laughs) Oh, that's right. Gee, Father, isn't the blue fairy wonderful to us? Yes, my son. All you have to do is wish upon a star. But remember, you must always be a good little boy and never run away from home again. Oh, I won't, Father. I won't.
5: Like a out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you through, when you wish upon a star. you.
9: Now, here's a new jello recipe that really deserves to be framed and hung in the kitchen. It's cherry banana foam. Yes, sir, if you want something mighty good, try this distinctive jello treat. A marvelous mingling of delicious bananas and rich crimson cherry jello. It's as simple as can be to make. First, dissolve one package of cherry jello in one pint of hot water, and then mold in sherbet glasses. Next, blend one crushed banana, two teaspoons of sugar, and one stiffly beaten egg white, and beat them to a thick, creamy froth. Then heap it on top of the firm jello and serve at once. That, friends, is cherry banana foam, a striking red and white combination of swell ripe bananas and ruby red cherry jello. So try it tomorrow night for dinner. You'll say this novel, tempting jello dessert simply can't be beat for keen, delightful enjoyment.
4: We're a
10: little late, so good night, folks.
9: This is the National Broadcasting Company.
1: Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.